Welcome back, Royals. And today we have a very special guest here to talk about mental health. So today we're just going to be interviewing the school social worker just so you guys get to know her more and what she really does in school. And hopefully you guys can take some tips from her and better your mental health. Mm-hmm. All right. Welcome, guys. So if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Miss Joy, Miss Etherly. Um, just don't call me an obscenity. Eh? No, <laughs> but um, yes, I interned here as the school social worker two years ago, and this is my first year as the actual school social worker. That's nice. So what were your thoughts about interning here? Like your first impression? Well, I mean, it being a magnet school, I knew kind of it was going to have a lot more pressures like academically and stuff like that. So I knew there was going to be probably a lot more anxiety and depression. Um, I came from the Juvenile Justice Center, so I was excited to not be dealing with just like de-escalation stuff, but more like academic stuff and future like future stuff, next steps and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah, we... um I actually didn't know that you were here until we went and knocked on your door. Nice, nice. A lot of people say that, I will say, yeah. Um, Trying to get, I guess, my role out there is kind of hard, especially being my first year. But getting to know the teachers and then certain students has been really helpful, yeah. That's good. And what exactly do you do here as your job overall? So I do a lot of different things, I guess, but we do like therapy for some students. I help with like time management, coping skills, sometimes like other academic things, talking to teachers, maybe students that have maybe been like hospitalized, helping them getting readjusted back into school, working with teachers and stuff like that. Because you can imagine missing like a week of school is very difficult to come back. Um, so helping kind of manage that. Sometimes I do more like case management stuff too, which is, um, like finding resources if people are having maybe, you know, issues with food or needing food at school. Maybe they need a backpack. Maybe they need help with transportation, housing. Normally, it's not as severe as like housing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes transportation is an issue. Okay. Well, that's good. It's cool. It's like yeah. very diverse. Like you kind of cover everything. So Yeah. And it's nice to know that we have um, someone here who can help us with all that. Because a lot of students mm-hmm. really think that they're alone. And they don't have anything else. Yeah. And I guess letting the parents know, because most of the time when you hear social worker, you think like, oh, they might be taking my kid away. That's like a bad thing. But in the schools, it's much different than like social workers can be in a lot of different fields, I guess. But in the schools, it's more of just like an extra support for the whole school and like the families and the community. And I think a lot of times it's looked at as like a negative thing. Like when I call home and I'm like, hi, I'm, you know, Miss Joy, the school social worker. A lot of parents kind of get scared at first, but yeah. All right. So for our first question, we wanted to ask, so in your experience, how has mental health affected students at MOK specifically? I would say it was very, it's been very hard because I was actually here when we were all like, at home and stuff like that. I think it was 2020. So we came back into the, or like partial people came back into the building um, in like March or something like that. And I will say as far as therapeutically, it was very hard because, you know, like talking through a screen is just not the same. It's like being face to face. So I imagine teaching and learning is also very difficult. So um, I noticed a lot of the grades, it was, I think it's been a hard transition because a lot of times like students, you could see the assignments differently and stuff. And then being back in the building, I think it's like COVID's been a really big transition. And then socially being away from like your friends and all of that, I think 
that ties into a lot more too. Like a lot of people feel alone, kind of like you were saying, mm-hmm. maybe alone in their issues when it's like there are a lot more people going through a lot of the same feelings. But I think socially it's been really hard, which is ramped up like anxiety and depression and things like that. Yeah, and like uh, I, I definitely a hundred percent agree. Like, uh, oh my gosh, I keep saying like. Anyways, um, <laughs> but I think. Oh, we said this last episode. Every single, yeah, episode, every single episode, I've said something about COVID. Because, like, mm-hmm. that's why we wanted to, like, start the podcast. Mm-hmm. So that we can kind of interact with the students, especially because, like, I barely know a lot of the people in our grade. And especially, like, yeah. in the outer grades, too. Because we've all been here since seventh grade. And, like, MLK used to be really tight-knit. Like, even if you were in middle school, you still knew people in high school. Or, Mm -hmm. like, if you were a freshman, you knew people who were seniors. And so now it seems like there's a disconnect. Yeah, like a gap between everyone. Yeah, Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. That's something that we're trying to address, too, is, like, getting more school spirit, getting things like that. I think we're trying to put in more pep rallies and, like, spirit weeks and things like that so that MLK feels more like a community again. Whereas, like, the same thing you were saying, like, my niece actually went here, too. And so... There's a lot of people in Nashville. If you talk to like one in five people in Nashville, in some way they're connected to MLK, Mm -hmm. whether it's like, oh, my nephew goes there, my cousin goes there, like someone goes there. And it used to be like, you'd know them by name, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah, I've heard of them. But now it's like, who, who? (laughs) And so I think it is crucial that we start to bring back like that community base. But Mm -hmm. I think they're going to start doing that with trying to get more like school spirit, if that makes sense, more attendance at like soccer games. I know that's over now, but like sporting events and just things like that to get school spirit back yeah that's really nice but for our next question um so for mlk students what is the best way to keep up with work and um, mental stability i think that is a really good question (laughs) because i think that's what a lot of students struggle with the most is like time management but also self-care you know Mm -hmm. And being a high school student and, like, having fun with that. But also, like, you're not going to have a lot of fun if you're not doing well in your classes. So, like, there has to be a balance. Um, One thing I've been trying to work on with certain students is, obviously, we have these beautiful agendas and everything. But agendas are not necessarily for everyone, you know. It's good to keep track. But I do think, um, like, setting timers. I'm a big timer person. I learned that when I was in high school and undergrad with, like, Even when you're doing self-care, like when you first get home, having two hours of like, okay, I can eat a snack, I can decompress, I can do this. But when that timer goes off, like then 30 minutes of Latin or 30 minutes of whatever, like math and on and on. But also like adhering to the, you know, don't spend three hours on math, you know, because everybody gets burned out and like giving yourself breaks and doing things for self-care. But I think also like when you're doing self-care things, remind you yourself, like, I'm doing this to help me. So, like, even watching TV and taking a mental break, you can still be like, this is my self-care, you know? It's really nice. I can also, like, see that in a bunch of students because I know, especially in our grade in junior, a lot of more students took way more harder classes and way more APs. Mm -hmm. So they're, like, just a lot more stressed out this year. And it's just, like, me personally, I just – when I feel like I need to take a break, I try to put myself right before my grades because it's, like – okay, if I fail this quiz tomorrow, or, like, if I don't do good on this quiz tomorrow, it's not, like, oh, I'm going to not graduate high school. It's just 
I get a bad grade and I move on and I try to fix it forward. But I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people here need to wake up and like just see that point. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, it's A's or nothing. But it's mm-hmm. like, B's are still above average. You know, like yeah. C is an average. So like yeah. if you're getting a B, you're still above average. It's okay. And I think prioritizing that like sometimes you have to be okay to keep like going and continuing with grades and B's are okay. C's are okay. You know? Yeah, definitely. I was like yesterday we um, we all took this really hard physics test. No, really. Um, uh, Mr. Wright, if you're watching this, it wasn't that hard. But anyways, <laughs> um, like I caught myself. I was like, I was so scared because right now I have like a C in the class. Mm-hmm. And I was extremely scared, mainly because like I didn't get to finish a question on the test. And it was it was more so that I was I keep catching myself blaming the teacher because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you know, he didn't teach us this or it wasn't the exact way that he was telling us how to do it. But now I'm thinking it's like, well, it's just it would just be one bad grade. Mm-hmm. Plus, I know that I could have did a lot more. I'm I've been the person who's never really had to study. Like I just review and that's yeah. it. And I keep going. Especially like last year. I didn't study at all last year. Like None of my classes I was really stressed about. And then I come to this year and I'm like, okay, I actually have to sit down and study. So it's just like been harder. Yeah. I would say also like reach out to your teachers. I've noticed the faculty here is a lot more understanding than you would think. And if you're like, hey, I didn't realize I had this, this, and this. Is there a way I can take it even just like this afternoon or over my lunch or just a lot of times teachers will work with you more than you think. And again, that's what I'm here for. You know, like if you're struggling in classes and maybe you don't know how to like bridge that barrier of talking to a certain teacher or you think you have bad rapport. I do that a lot where I go with students, with teachers, you know, to talk to them and be like, hey, they're struggling in this area. Could you maybe help them more or give them other assignments, a YouTube video or something? And going that extra step really shows a lot to teachers, I would say. Mm -hmm. And I know you mentioned that you said Sometimes when you get a bad grade, you kind of blame the teacher. I, like, saw something about this. It's, like, when you get a good grade, you don't really, like, award the teacher. You kind of just, like, award yourself. But then when you get a bad grade, you, like, blame the teacher. So it's, like, I just thought that was interesting. But, yeah. That is interesting. Yeah, it really opens my eyes now. Because it's, like, wow. Like, they, they did teach me how to do it. But I didn't take the further steps to kind of nourish my brain the way that it needed to be. Yeah. But one thing I'll say that's good about MLK is that a lot of students, I feel like, get that pressure when they start college. You know, like freshman year of college, you're like, oh, wait, I have to actually study. Whereas, like, it's good that you're learning those skills in high school, you know, like junior year. I know it's hard, but to learn those skills of, like, having to sit down and study will make any further education a lot easier. Like, having that ability, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know. Because my sister, she went to MLK. Like, she just graduated. It's her first year of college this year. She said just working college is much more easier than it was here because the way MLK had people working is just way easier than the college she's at and that's attending now. So I feel like it like gives you an easier shift, which is good, I guess, in oh, the yeah. future. Yeah, exactly. For future education. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. Yeah. All right. So another question we have is, what are some advice you'd help students that are like 
in their upcoming stages of like preparing for college and just like big parts of their life like that so like upperclassmen yeah yeah I would say um like first and foremost like take a breath and be very easy on yourself I think because like these few next few years of your life in my opinion are times where like you're never gonna be ahead I feel like like if you're on point you're doing good but like I felt like when I was a junior and senior, I was always like two steps behind and always beating myself up for that. But there's so much going on. There's so many deadlines. And then like, you're also a high school student and trying to have fun. So I would say like, just breathe and realize like it always gets done. Like that was kind of my motto through like upperclassmen years, I guess, of high school was like, it always gets done. If it's 3 a.m. in that morning, like I turned in my application or whatever, like I think the biggest thing is probably going easy on yourself, maybe trying to figure out ways that you study or that you manage, whether that's like writing things down or doing timers or whatever that might be, like trying out different things that work best for you. And then I guess like implementing them, if that makes it. But like first and foremost, like you said, like take a deep breath. Like when you were taking that test, you know, it was kind of like you didn't finish it, you're freaking out. Like in moments like that, take a really deep breath and just like be proud of yourself for being where you're at, I think, you know? Yeah, I like that's, that. That's some good advice. And kind of just like speaking off of your education, what education did you need to kind of become like a counselor or like a social worker? So I know for a social, like depending on what you want to do with social work, but if you want to be in schools, you have to get your MSW, which is your master's level social work, which is um, a two-year degree. And then you have to take another class which gives you like your to become a licensed school social worker um which normally comes with experience that's why I interned here two years ago that's where I completed that course essentially so yeah that's cool I'm not totally sure about counselors but I think they also have to have a master's level I think it's in counseling but I'm not sure okay okay I have like an impromptu question What's the difference between social workers and counselors? Because I know the counselors here, they they do more, but they don't, like, I feel like counselors would do what your job is. A lot of people assume that, yes. So counselors also do counseling and stuff like that, but they also work with attendance and schedule changes. As you guys probably know, you've met with your counselors for schedule <laughs> changes. Yes. See, I have nothing to do with that, thank goodness, yeah. um, because I would be so lost sometimes students when I was like do you know how to change blah 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 blah? and I'm like go to your counselor you know like I have absolutely no idea so they do kind of more of that stuff I'm kind of a step up in the sense of like trauma or if it's Mm -hmm. a situation where because counselors for the most part how it's kind of supposed to look is they have bigger caseloads but their caseloads might not be as like high risk or something like that whereas then they would meet with a student a few times and then they would refer that student to the social worker and the social worker would then, if they see like this student has a lot more trauma or more things are coming out, then we would do um, kind of a different level of therapy or different types of therapy and work in that. Or if it's something where a student comes in and they see that that student's shoes are just like ripped apart or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like, we got to get homie some new shoes. Like also would refer him, him or her to me and then I would help with that. Mm-hmm. So kind of the same, like we work hand in hand. I would say every day I talk to the council, like it's a constant working relationship I would say okay that that makes more sense Mm -hmm. okay I have another question for you Mm -hmm. okay so 
how do you think is the best way to like rehabilitate after like going through something mentally exhausting and draining? I think the best thing to do in situations like that is reflection, you know, reflecting on maybe like what were the hardest parts of that, reflecting on also like just being proud of yourself for where you're at. I think a lot of people aren't, a lot of students have noticed it's like, but you're doing it. You know, and they're like, but I did this and all this is so bad. And it's like, but you're here today. Like you're doing, you're still like you're persevering. But I think a lot of times it's reflection and being easy on yourself and like gracious with yourself. But I think that reflecting on things like what is the hardest part? What was the hardest part of it? What was the easiest part of it? What could I work on or do better next time? Okay. That's that's really good. That's That's really good. I need to be taking notes right now. (laughs) Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on here and just spending your time and helping spread awareness on just like how to help students just better themselves and their own mental health. It's really nice. Thank you for having me. Of yeah. course. And hopefully um, any students that are watching can actually um, connect with you and really get the help that they yeah. might need. Room 2140, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, okay. thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye.